0: Hello, I'm Kelly Crichton and this is The Reset Room. We are here to give you the tools you need to succeed and to answer your questions on your journey to fulfillment. I'm delighted to say that both Kay and Amina are here with me today for the final episode in the current series of The Reset Room. Hi Kelly. Hi both. We're, look, we're looking at some great and timely topics. First up, we're going to get some tips from Kay on how to avoid the winter blues and stay motivated as the evenings draw in. Then we look at how we're moving into the season where we might be spending a little bit more time with family and uh, what that can mean for us. Last week, Amina and I were talking about life in the spotlight, and that is the pressure to perform, to look good, to sound good when you're under scrutiny and all eyes are on you. It's the feeling of being on your own. Some people try in these situations and some people will do everything to avoid them listen back to that episode and get some great advice from Amina on how to deal with these periods in our lives whether you love them or loathe them I'm delighted to welcome back both Kay and Amina we haven't been all been together since episode one way back and Kay and Amina are both very experienced and valued life coaches welcome back to you both hello thank you Kelly hello hi Kay nice to see you again you too it's going to be uh An interesting episode today, I think. I can't believe it's the final episode of the first series. It's been great. We've done this our eighth episode. How quickly did that go? I can't believe it. How time flies, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So first up, we're going to talk about stealing ourselves for the winter season ahead. There are so many positive things about this time of year. We get to break out the Woolies, cozy up in front of the fire. The days get shorter. The weather tends to get a bit more miserable sometimes, and it can be hard to stay motivated. So Kate, talk to us about this time of year and dealing with these changes.
1: Yeah, it's like seasons, isn't it? the seasons are changing a lot as well. We don't always have um, the changing weather to the extreme that we sometimes think mm-hmm. we're going to. We had a wonderful September. Um, so I think, you know, winter, people either love it or love it. Um, mm-hmm. I love it personally. So hopefully I can give you some hints and tips and advice about why I love it so much.
0: Please do, um, please do.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Like the weather's the weather, isn't it? And mm-hmm. the nights are drawing in early. We can't change that. There's nothing we can do. We can't control the weather, but we can control the way we respond to it. So Mm. I think, I think for me, one of the things I do, and I'd certainly advise people to do is look for something to love in every season. And so when it comes to this winter season, you know, we tell ourselves we don't enjoy the cold, or we tell ourselves we don't like the rain, or there's the fact that there's less daylight. So I think just reframing it a little bit, look for something Mm -hmm. to love. Uh, There's a great saying, isn't there? There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So, you know, we can still get outside. We can still Mm -hmm. do the odd little winter walk. We might not want to go as far as we might do in the summer, but we can still get outside. And also, you know, it's such a lovely opportunity to spend time with friends and family that we, you know, because we've got more time potentially in the Mm -hmm. evening. Um, So, yeah, I think think winter for me... um, Is a time of family and friends and just looking for things to love. But yeah, I think one of the things about, I think you just said there about being motivated. Well, how do you do that? How do you stay motivated when actually we are spending more time inside?
0: Mm,
1: mm -hmm. Because obviously the nights are getting darker earlier. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I think is really beneficial to do is to set like post winter goals. So what I mean by that is, what do you want to be doing in March or April? So it Mm -hmm. might be a health goal. It might Mm -hmm. be a fitness goal or something like that. But if you can get really connected with you know I want to I don't know run a 5k or I'd like to go skiing and I need to stay fit because I want to go skiing on a skiing holiday in in March you know whatever it is for you just something that you want to achieve beyond the winter season Mm. can really help us purposefully stay motivated um, Mm. throughout that season Um, and therefore in those moments we think oh gosh it's really warm next to the fire do I want to go for that Mm. walk or go to the gym or do I really want to eat that big, massive family pack of crisps? <laughs> <laughs> Which we all we all are tempted to do, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might just make a different choice in that moment and think, actually, I've got a goal that's beyond this period. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be yeah really really helpful to stay motivated um planning i'm planning that because i think if we're too fluid and, and i'm a big fan of fluidity and flow, and making sure you know just going with the flow. although i do think with something like winter where the the tendency to let go of our goals and you know just hibernate, it mm. you know and, and get comfy in front of the fire as you've just said it's actually really good to have short-term of goals mm. so um maybe on a sunday whatever Day works for people, think about what we're going to do this week and commit to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. might, you know dependent on you and your preferences? That might be a fitness goal, a health goal, it might be a to learn project management mm-hmm. or um become more mindful, or whatever it might be, you know, you've got more time potentially in the evening because we're not sat, you know, doing summer stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we've got more time in the evening. So we might want to utilize that time in the evening to do more things that are going to progress us forward so it can be a really good opportunity if we reframe it to get more out of life actually and to to progress ourselves forward in a different way
0: yeah I think that's a good way to look at things because I think so many of us get caught up in the whole silly season that's approaching you know the run up to the C word, we won't even say it, mm-hmm. where it's all planning and prepping and, and whatnot. And we're going to talk about that again in a little while. But these kind of short term goals to keep us going in the interim and then something long term to have sort of a bigger picture, I think that's a really good idea. It's not the it's not the time of year you'd kind of naturally think to do that. Because as you say, because it's getting darker, you're probably thinking, oh, I'll be less inclined to exercise if it's a physical one you're going for. And also January tends to be the time that people set new goals or new aims. But can you imagine if you were just like, take a little break over Christmas and then you're getting back on the wagon as it were in January rather than starting something, you know, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Really starting the year on a good footing.
1: Yeah, and personally, like in my house, we do this. Like, son does something called pre season mm-hmm. training. So, for his, he, he races motorbikes. So, his season starts in April. I tend to start running because I do long distance running. I do t- that, tends to start about March and April. So, this is something I've done personally for years and years mm-hmm. and years. So, I think just to add to what you're saying there, what we do is say, right, okay, we mm-hmm. have the days over Christmas, but it's like, I don't know, it might be a week or it might be Boxing Day, Christmas Day. And we say, actually, we're still going to indulge. We're still going to have Christmas, but we're not going to make it last the whole Mm. of winter because actually by doing that we feel like you're you know you can feel like you're really 10 steps behind and you then you get into January and actually statistically you know New Year's resolutions are not successful generally mm-hmm. you know statistically I think and I am making this number up I can't remember it's like something between 70 and 90 percent of people have fallen off the wagon by March mm-hmm. so it actually is much more sustainable as well if you've got a goal mm-hmm. and you're kind of staying on the wagon throughout and one of the things that can really help with that is getting yourself a buddy like an accountability mm. buddy somebody who you maybe whatsapp or you ju- just stay connected to
0: yeah the person that you're, you're gonna say okay we were supposed to go for a run but i'm feeling bit and they would be like come on we can do it yeah Let's do it. yeah yeah that it is good to have that person
1: and usually that's quite young yin- because somebody on the day that one person's going yeah um, I can't believe i the going. The other friends can, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's really mm-hmm. important to choose an accountability buddy mm-hmm. um, that's not going to uh, validate or endorse your moments of, of weakness, where you've got actually I'm going for the chocolate bar <laughs> instead of the run. You know, you want somebody who's quite you know mo- you know good yep. at keeping you accountable. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I think a, I think a really good friend would do both those things, wouldn't they? They would be saying, no, 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 come on, we'll definitely go. We're going to go for the run, but they'd also be like, okay. Let's Let's just get a bottle of wine. Yeah, <laughs> the odd time is well. <laughs>
1: and sometimes like, that's okay too. And I think that's yeah. the point. It's just about not, you know, they, like you know, there's a balance, not always. right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, there's a balance.
1: Exactly. We can re- really enjoy the winter season in a different way, but yeah. actually, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. There's shades of grey in the middle, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I guess that's what I'm saying here is that we don't have to be on or off. We can be somewhere in between and enjoy yeah. the winter season and enjoy uh, the festivities and and everything and the the coziness that comes with winter.
0: Yeah, totally. Some people do really struggle, though, with the, with the darkness and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I had a friend who got one of those light boxes because she really struggled getting mm-hmm. up in the dark mornings and she totally swears by, it. you know, it lights up gently over an hour or so, so that it's more like a natural sunrise. Mm-hmm. But are there other like tools or habits that people can get into maybe or products that help with these situations?
1: Well, I think the light box is an interesting one because the light box mm. is, I've bought light boxes for a number of my clients, especially those that like travel a lot. Um, and like you have friends that use them. But the, the, the thing about the light box is, it's our sleeping patterns, our sleeping cycle. Is driven by light and dark. So when it becomes light, we wake up. When it becomes dark, we want to go to sleep. But the reason when it becomes dark, we want to go to sleep is because our brain releases a chemical called melatonin. Melatonin is, is naturally released into our bloodstream when it's when darkness. I think it's a hormone of darkness. People call it because it's it's induced through the loss of daylight and obviously it going dark. So the that light is good for waking up in the morning, but also it, we kind of falsify light through electricity which years ago we never Mm. used to do so you can use these lights in the evening as well as the morning because the whole point is that because the light is still there like and and Mm -hmm. actually those lights that you're talking about are are good because it's a softer gentler light which is more replicative of daylight than a harsh bulb and yeah it just stops the melatonin from kicking in and so when people say oh gosh you know I've got on from work and I'm tired and it's five o'clock Usually, it's just because of the darkness, and it, it's just you know, mm-hmm. it's in, it, it's it's inducing melatonin very early. So mm. it's up, and it's the same with phones actually. That's why you shouldn't use blue light before bed because the blue light mm. on the phone blocks melatonin, so then people can't get to okay. sleep. So yeah, it's a great example. The light boxes hundred percent endorse and and say you know get mm. them get them really cheap actually now. When they first came out, they were really expensive, but you can get them on Amazon reasonably cheap now. So uh, they're okay. they're a good thing, I think to answer your question other things like no snooze button I know that sounds really difficult but actually if you can create a habit and um of just getting up on the alarm so a lot of people mm-hmm. have you know I know people that have got like 20 snoozes like every five minutes oh. <laughs> and they just
0: <laughs> I don't know how people do that I don't know how people do that oh I would be like I, I I would be really tired from snoozing if you know what I mean I don't get that like
1: yeah well it does put you in a bit of a languishing mode as well and people mm. might argue with me about that because I might as well it doesn't it works for me and maybe it does because it's what you've always done but when it comes to winter yeah. months I'd really suggest and I'd again endorse the light box but also just give it a go give it a go for five days and then then let me know yeah. how it goes you know so just put, put your time on for the time you need to get up and get up yeah. if you've got some fancy alarm get some new energy music something that's going to wake you up with a bit of a bounce you know something that's just going to give you energy and everybody knows I'm sure that we have these things they're actually called uh, naturally occurring anchors so music mm-hmm. smell sound touch you know our five senses basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll all have things that remind us of something positive or negative etc so using music or even a smell, mm. a nice candle in the morning. But music's usually easier because you can set up in your alarm that just wakes you up with a bit of a bounce can really help stop me from mm. languishing in the morning on these darker nights. Yeah. And, and also, I would. The final thing I'd say is timestamps. So just setting some timestamps for yourself from the morning, so uh, and for mm-hmm. the evening. So what I mean by that is just setting particular times that you do particular things, just for a little mm-hmm. bit as you're getting into winter, because your routine will change because you're not yep. going to be doing exactly the same things as you would in summer. But we don't always mm-hmm. adjust our timestamps with it. So we kind of go, oh, you know, at six o'clock I'm, I should be going for a walk. Oh, I can't because it's it's dark and it's not safe to go for a walk right now um Mm, mm -hmm. so actually but then we don't really adjust what we're doing does that make sense so you're like your habits need to be consciously changed so yeah yeah, i think yeah so doing that as well could be really helpful
0: i think one of the things you talked about there what did you call them anchors anchors yeah naturally occurring anchors Yeah. yeah I, I heard like recently of someone who got a really fancy coffee machine with a timer Yeah. so that the coffee is like made and brewing and you can smell the coffee when you get up in the morning, which I imagine I'm not much of a coffee drinker myself, but if you were a big coffee drinker, I imagine that would be helpful That's such <laughs> in getting a good you motivated. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That is a fancy
1: coffee machine, isn't it? That'll turn on for you. I've never had
0: one yeah, of those. Yeah, I guess anything you can get in Wi-Fi plugs now, you can do anything, can't you? You can just set everything to go and then the... The plug turns it on, so I'm you're, googling that. you're sorted. I'm
1: googling that today. I need one of these in my own life.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. There's uh, something about winter, though, where I think as well we tend to kind of comfort eat. You were talking about that a yeah. little bit there, and okay, as you say, yeah. not maybe exercise mm-hmm. as much um, because the weather can be off-putting. But like keeping our, as you say, eating and exercising mm-hmm. regime in place, I can only be a good thing, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, just think about it. Like your body, it's like you say about the habits. Your body... Mm. generally, generally through summer, people do tend to eat healthier because there's more salads around and, you know, people tend to have barbecues with nicely cooked chicken and, and, and that kind of thing. Mm. So the food food does naturally kind of change, doesn't it? I, you know, over, over mm. winter because of the types of food that we're eating. But again, you know, we can, we can stay on top of that stuff by, yes, we might be on the sofa a little bit more because the, the nights might be a bit darker. Just prep, prepare and, you know, have tubs of, Carrot sticks or hummus or wholemeal bread, or you know, things that are prepared. Because if you think comfort food generally mm. are things that we can access easily and we can you snap need to, be on. Able to
0: reach for, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, look,
1: if we've got a little bit more time in the evening because we're not quickly getting changed to go out, use that time to prep something, put it in the fridge. Mm. So, rather than grabbing chocolate bar, you, you can grab something a little bit healthier mm. and also, you know, make cooking fun. Uh, I always find winter's a really good time to cook so we we do a lot of Mm. meal prep in my house so use that time to to experiment with different recipes and then freeze it And so again it just Mm. makes the whole cooking experience fun and then easily accessible as well so comfort food doesn't have to be unhealthy is basically what I'm saying comfort food can be really good home-cooked food Uh, it doesn't have to be takeaway so it's still convenient it's still this wholesome food but it's healthy at the same
0: time. We just need to plan a little bit, as you say, exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's some really useful tips there for us all to bear in mind in the coming weeks and months. We're going to talk about families now and our role within our family facing into the festive season, where inevitably there will be more family get togethers. Amina, we all know family get togethers, whilst usually a happy occasion, can sometimes go downhill. Uh, especially if you add pressure around hosting and alcohol to the mix Mm. never mind cantankerous Mm. relatives Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little about the different roles people play in family dynamics please
2: I will Kelly and the first thing that I'll say is that the TV adverts don't help. The magazine yeah. adverts don't help. True story. Because they give us this image of this wonderfully happy family, mm-hmm. where the mum and dad are busy and around the home, and the mum's in the kitchen cooking. The children are beautifully playing. Mm-hmm. There is hardly any sound, um, and grandparents are happy <laughs> and etc. And it all looks lovely, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but in real life, we all know that it doesn't always work out that way, and so we have this backdrop of what we should look like and what Mm. we should behave like it doesn't matter whether it's festive season easter family get together celebrate Mm. whatever celebration it is that situation can occur and of course there there should be certain roles or we're led to believe there should be certain roles for example mum is in the kitchen Who said so? Mm -hmm. It could be dad in the kitchen now. Mm -hmm. It could be a teenager in the kitchen because lots of people enjoy cooking and doing that kind of thing. But traditionally, it's mum in the kitchen doing the hosting and, you know, she's – got a pinny on and she's got everything going on. And the dad is giving everybody drinks and he's kind of the host and the helper and mm-hmm. kind of doing what he's been told to do by his wife, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the kids are running around the house with their gifts and playing around inevitably shouting, screaming, playing, arguing, maybe Mm -hmm. fighting, Mm -hmm. all of this is going on. And, you know, what can happen is that tensions build. Mm -hmm. And of course, when family comes, be it grandparents or, you know, extended family, that adds a little pressure onto everybody, really, because... You know, the kids have got to behave that little bit better and mum wants to involve everybody, but of course they inevitably want to help. So they'll come into the kitchen and say, what do you want doing? Can I help? Can I do anything? And that can sometimes add to the stress because, you know, whoever is hosting in the kitchen or cooking in the kitchen doesn't really want them in that space. So it's good to be clear about who's doing what at Mm -hmm. this time of year or any celebration time of year, because otherwise everything builds up and tensions rise mm. and sometimes you know let's not forget that long-lost relatives or people that we haven't seen for some time which is happening now mm. there's a pressure to socialize there's mm. a pressure to go and visit people even if you don't want to yeah. and that's quite an important thing to bear in mind because it's almost like you know this time of year or this kind of occasion you've kind of got to go you've yeah. got to turn up even if you don't want to so so there's there's always that so we all have to bear in mind that sometimes we're doing it because we should Mm -hmm. not because we really have to and so everything's great at the initial greeting everybody fits their roles quite nicely everybody settles in and gets comfortable but then after a while the alcohol starts to take effect and the kids get a bit more Mm -hmm. noisy and the and the grandparents get a little bit more you know not necessarily cantankerous it's more that they're used to their own space. They want their own space and their own zone. We all do. Mm -hmm. But when we're on somebody else's territory, we can't just relax as much as we want to. Mm -hmm. You can't just put your feet up Mm -hmm. um, as much as you want to. So we all have to bear in mind on these occasions that whilst there are lots of things going on, it's for the moment. And we all kind of have to think about the facts that it's for a period of time and let's try and enjoy it. And there's always, you know, advanced preparation that you can do, which is a, an agreement between you. What do we do if... What do we do if things get out of hand? What do we do if we're not enjoying it? What do we do if we don't think we should be there for that much longer? So have a little bit of a prep in your head before you're Mm -hmm. visiting so that you can say, you know, we need to be leaving at X time. And you've kind of set that barrier. And if you end up not wanting to leave, fine. But at least you've got that goalpost to work with.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's certainly something we would have done over the years is put time limits on mm. visits. It does Definitely. help. Definitely. <laughs> in case, just in case you need them, as you say. But yeah, it does. It sounds a little bit like the toxic environments we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. It's this mm. similar rules, I imagine, isn't it? Try to spot them it, and avoid them.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it does, because inevitably somebody will make a comment mm. that will... Antagonise or irritate or rile somebody up, you know, whether it's whether it's to a child or whether it's to an adult. And at, at these moments, we have a choice: do we go for it back yeah. and and give as much as we're getting, or do we let it go? Mm. And and these are the moments where I think it's wise to just pause and think. On this occasion, let's just let it go. Yeah. Let's just enjoy the town that we have. We don't have to um, make it any worse than it is. So we can try and defuse it. Mm-hmm. Change the subject, say something different, suggest, you know, doing something. Mm-hmm. Just take this sting out of what's been said and don't let it get to you personally, because it can get very heated in these kind of situations. And that kind of you're right, Kelly, toxic environment can start to build. Mm-hmm. If it gets too bad, of course, you've got that get out clause, you've got that get out time. And you know, you can easily say, you know, we'll have to be going in about half an hour. So it's not because of what you said, it's We need to be thinking about um, leaving. But remember, we don't know what's going on in people's heads. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about, you know, comments that people make. You don't know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. They may have financial worries at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. It could be that they want their own space. It might be that they're grieving to somebody who they've lost due to COVID or anything else over the past mm-hmm. 18 months. This is a really important time of year, as is any big occasion, mm. because you remember loved ones, you mm. remember people that you want to be with and you're no longer with. So anything can trip somebody into that kind of state of mind and cause that kind of environment. Don't jump to it is all I'd say.
0: Yeah, I suppose my next question was going to be around, you know, what if someone's determined to cause an argument? But I guess what I was trying to get to there was, We probably all have that person in our life that we know is a bit prone to causing problems or maybe enjoys the sherry too much or whatever, you know. Um, (laughs) And is there any prep work we can do with someone like that maybe in advance so that we can cut it off at the pass, you know?
2: Well, if we know we're going to be in in the the circle of that kind of person who we know kind of, you know, gets us going, Mm. we have to prepare ourselves Mm-hmm. because we're the one that will be responding to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what somebody says, it's our choice. Remember whether whether we choose to respond with something that's equally negative or equally mm-hmm. hot or whether we choose not to. So we really have to prepare ourselves to say, you know what? I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not mm-hmm. going to let that person get to me. I'm not going to allow them to make me feel bad or anything else, according to what they're going to say. So mm-hmm. prepare yourself more than anything but remember that sometimes when tensions flare, sometimes a storm can clear the air, even though it's a it's a bad thing. Sometimes, you know, it can really help to bring things out into the open. And, and if it's worth talking about, then talk about it. But just, Think about the the level of voice tone that you're using because Mm. if you have your angry voice on and if your voice levels are raised, then you are only going to antagonize that other person even more. Just don't do that. Keep your yeah. voice tone low. Try and be reasonable. Change the subject if it's really bothering you and focus on something else. Distract A distraction method is a really good thing to use if you don't want to go down that path. Mm. But if it's worth them talking about, then talk about it. Yeah. Just don't labour the point because if you're there for a happy occasion, say something, diffuse it, lower your voice tone, don't let it bother you, and then move on as swiftly as you can because perhaps that argument, if you like, it's for another day, but not for this particular occasion.
0: Yeah. And maybe it's worthwhile like going offline, you know, taking them aside and having Absolutely. the conversation separately because yeah. it's going to make everybody uncomfortable and awkward and a bit sad yeah. if there's a big argument going on in the house, you know, so it is. Yeah, it's it is. maybe respectful to do that as well. But what what about steering completely clear? Of family. If you think there's going to be conflict, if it's inevitable, do you put your foot down and say, no, we're not coming. We're not coming for Christmas dinner this year or we're not having our own because we just want peace and quiet. What do you think about that?
2: I think everybody has a choice, Kelly, and mm. everybody has that fundamental choice about... About the situation. Do I want to be here? Am I going to make the best of it? Or do I feel so bad and this situation is so so fraught that actually I don't have to be here? Mm. And everybody has that choice and that is your choice to make. The only thing that I will say is that the festive period, whatever occasion it is, is a time to reunite. It's a time to reconnect. It's a time to build bridges. It's Mm. a time where you can try and smooth things over and things that may have been going on for years. This is a time to say, I'm going to be the one that tries mm-hmm. to make peace here. I'm going to be the one that says, I don't want us to be like this forever and be the one that tries to make things right. And do your best to do that first and appreciate that the people that you're with. Because as we know, because of the past two years, we will have those people in our lives forever. And for a moment, mm-hmm. you might think, Thank goodness for that. But really, 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 family, friends, you are really going to miss those people when they're not there. So do what you can first.
0: Yeah, I think inevitably people generally have a good time at Christmas and they have very positive family experiences. And I'm sure they do. The good outweighs the negative, generally speaking. But um, and we focused a bit on the negative here today, but I suppose we're trying to give listeners tools to brace themselves or to use should they find themselves in those situations, because if it's all good times, great. But, you know, sometimes these things do rear their heads. So it's positive to have uh, some preparation done. So we're going to Move on a little bit now. We've got some emails to look at. And first up is from Henry in Glasgow. He sent an email to say he moved out of home a couple of years ago and sees his family every couple of weeks but tries to visit his grandmother at least once a week. His grandfather passed away earlier this year and she's not been her usual self. She really dislikes the winter and he's worried she's going to get isolated as she doesn't go out as much as she used to with his granddad. What can he do to help her through this winter period? Kay, I think some of the things you outlined earlier may help her, but she maybe needs a little bit of assistance from Henry. What do you think?
1: I think, Henry, well done you. I think the fact that this... Blad or man has, has, has left home and he still goes mm-hmm. back and then does his very best to go and see her once a week. He's just a real sign of importance of family to him, which obviously we've just been talking about in terms of this winter period. So I think it's lovely and wonderful that he's making that time for, for her and that he's that concerned uh, about her well-being. So she's very lucky to have you, first of all, Henry, uh, in her life. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. So if she's lost granddad, your granddad earlier this year, it, sound, it must mean it's her first Christmas without him. So I think, obviously, he knows
0: his... Difficult time. Yeah,
1: and mm-hmm. and, and he obviously mm-hmm. knows her uh, better than I'm sure anybody else. So I would either ask her or think about what would she normally do with granddad at this time of year? Mm-hmm. And on one of those mm-hmm. visits, um, make a suggestion that they do it together. So maybe it's something that he could do with her this year that, mm. that she, you know, maybe they go to a particular cafe or they like to walk in a particular park or something like that. Yep. And maybe that's not possible for him to actually do it on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. So I don't know what he's you know what that looks like for them at Christmas. Mm. But around mm-hmm. Christmas time. So, just go and do that. I think that would be a really mm-hmm. lovely thing to do. Um, and also, I'd, I'd be really curious to know um, what it is that she doesn't like about winter. So, you know, it's like we were saying earlier on winter's a season. None of us don't like all of winter. Uh, everything there's yeah. always something to love within it so I would ask him to ask her what do you love about winter what do you like about this time of year what do you not like about this time of year and then then be a bit more tactical about how he spends his time with her so yeah I think I think maybe do something that granddad would have done with her and also mm-hmm. ask him more about what she doesn't like about winter and then think about what he can do yeah like, like I said it, that can help with that specifically so it might be like the, the long time periods of time on her own I have a friend who a good couple of years ago now had uh, his his uh, father passed away and his mum was in a very similar situation actually in terms of you know feeling a bit lonely and not really looking forward to the season. And he told that what I would call a very positively intended white lie and said that he was at a loose end and that he really would benefit from having better company while he did the shopping because he always gets it mm-hmm. wrong. So when I say a little white lie, he kind of spun it a little bit because sometimes he, you find that older people and younger people, the older person wants to be the wise owl and the one teaching. So yes, it, yes. if they feel like they're accepting help, it can be a can and be very general here, but can feel like oh no, I don't want to ask for any help. No, I'll be fine. Yeah. You've got your own life mm-hmm. to live, so you could tell tell a very well intended little white lie and say actually, that grandma it would really help me if you was to come and do this with me. And in and, and mm-hmm. in that context, she might go oh, actually, I'm helping Henry, and and that's what I want to do because mm-hmm. he's my grandson and I love him. So yeah, I think yeah. anything around spinning it so that she's helping you um and and this is without knowing your grandma but just being very general about like the older generation it might help yeah to to kind of spin the intent
0: I think that's a great idea because you're totally right like when you get to that age it's so much about maintaining your independence and you don't want people molly coddling you and I'm Mm -hmm. sure she's had a lot of attention if she's been through something horrible in the last few months you know so that that's a great idea the other thing is I suppose for people who maybe are facing a bit of isolation like that is there are kind of groups and coffee mornings and things like that. I know it's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, whatever, you know. But nine times out of ten when people actually go along to these things, they love it. It's the getting them to the first one is the challenge. But maybe like that, Henry could go along or maybe he could go to a couple, or commit to going to a few, so she doesn't feel yep. a little bit out of place or whatever. Well, that's
1: um, that that's the thing, you know, like walking groups. If she likes, I don't know, what she is or like mm-hmm. art groups and things like that. Your suggestion is perfect example where Henry could say, "I'm really thinking about you know doing some drawing, but I don't want to mm-hmm. go on my own. Would you mind coming with me? Or yeah. I'd really love to try this." gardening class but I'm embarrassed yeah. like because I've you know, never done it before so would you mind coming with me? exactly that kind of thing Kelly like that would be a lovely thing to do and it could be the start of something really yeah. cool for her as well going forward past the winter yeah, months.
0: Exactly something new something fresh exactly so we have another email here Amina from Carly in Newcastle she has two small kids a husband and a dog she has all her family Another four adults plus her husband's family, four more adults. Oh my god, coming for Christmas dinner with some of them. Actually, staying over for a couple of days. She's really looking forward to Christmas as so she loves the time of year. But she's already feeling her blood pressure rising with the amount of work she has has to do to get the house ready, prepare the food, buy the presents, and play host. She will also have a number of Christmas parties. She's looking forward to. But it all feels like too much right now. Any tips on how she can reduce the stress at all? Oh, my God. Feel your pain, Carly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people feel that pressure, don't they? Do
2: you know what, Carly? I am right with you. And there are so many people in, in this country and beyond who are in a similar boat to you and, you know, kind of feel your pain. The one thing that I would say, first of all, Carly, is that perfection isn't always a good thing because not only isn't it real, but sometimes, you know, you go to somebody's house and everything is perfect. So it's all going exactly the way it should be. It's kind of intimidating a bit. So imperfection is all right. Getting mm. things wrong is all right. Being late, burning, burning a, a, the old veg here and there. It's okay. People don't expect a perfect everything. Having said that, of course, there are things that you can probably do to help yourself in the run up mm. to any big occasion. Prepare as much as possible in advance. Mm. I am a bit of a believer in making lists because lists can keep your eye on the ball and they can enter your head, which is one of the things that really can build and can cause mm. pressure and can cause stress, is because all of these things are swirling around your head. So what you can do is to think, you know, what do I need to prepare for? And in fact, I read an article the other day, a really interesting article, all about about the facts that some people, believe it or not, are already preparing the festive season vegetables. Yeah, they are part boiling or part cooking and then immediately freezing. freezing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't even know that was a thing. So, Carly, Mm -hmm. this might be something that would be really useful for for you given the amount of people that you're going to be looking after. So Mm. have your list for your food. And also have a list for some of the jobs that you might want doing Mm. around that time or on the day. So it might be setting the table. It might be preparing drinks. It might be washing up. It might Mm. be taking coats. It might be whatever. You decide what things that are in your head that are bothering you get them mm. on a list. And then what you can start to do is to think about who's going to do all of these things. Because, yeah. Kelly, it can't be you. Because if it delegate, is you. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Exactly, <laughs> Kelly. Because you yeah. will not even enjoy a moment of it. And why should that happen? This is a big occasion. So get your partner or your husband, your partner involved. Get the kids involved. Get all mm. the businesses involved because they'll want to. People always say, what can I do to help? So have something ready and get them all involved so that you're all kind of enjoying the occasion together. And pace yourself. You can't do everything. So when the kids are at school, you've got an opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're on your own for a couple of hours, you've got an opportunity. And by the way, that opportunity might be, I'm going to sit and have a cup of tea and a biscuit Uh, and do nothing because you know what's building up. So give yourself a little bit of that time. The thing about Christmas parties, and you know, if you've got a few that it sounds like you've got a few to go to, is you can also prepare for that too. You can prepare Mm -hmm. what I'm going to wear for each one and where Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that outfit from, or have I got something in the wardrobe that I can sort and that will Mm -hmm. sort the occasion. What about the babysitter? What about the transport? Who am I going to go with? Where is the occasion? So again, get a list out, Carly, write Mm -hmm. it down so that all of these things that are in your head You've got a sheet of paper for and you can refer to it. You think that's sorted, that's organized. I know what I'm doing there. And all of these things that are are building up will take away the pressure that you have. Mm -hmm. But remember, don't look for perfection, Carly, because Mm. it's not real and you don't have to. Finally, don't sweat the small stuff because the big stuff is important. The being together, they're having a laugh when it goes wrong. There's somebody getting tipsy and not bothering about anything. Sometimes festive occasions, big occasions are chaotic. See the mm. fun in that. See the joy in that. And, you know, you'll laugh about it in the end. And, you know, when when the dog's grab somebody's turkey leg or piece of <laughs> sprout off the table, yeah. have a laugh about it because mm-hmm. that's what these occasions are really all about. So, yeah. so don't worry unnecessarily, Carly. There are many in your boat.
0: Prepare yourself as much as possible and you'll do a grand job. I think Carly from her email it does sound like she really looks forward to Christmas but it it just can be overwhelming because there's so much going on but divide and conquer Mm -hmm. divide and conquer and yeah you're right obviously Christmas is and any of those occasions can be a bit overwhelming and I suppose at the end of the day if you really if it comes down to it and you feel very stressed about something you know you don't have to go no one's going to make you go to a thing or whatever but if you can just try and relax and as best you can and you know what as you say, sometimes you'll burn the veggies or sometimes the washing won't get done until tomorrow yep. or whatever. And you just have to try and enjoy the moment as well, because otherwise it's all pretty pointless. If you stress and stress and stress it is. and then you just don't get any joy out of the day. You need to let go at some point, don't you? So um, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, you know, if you want to go for a walk and get some fresh air mm. instead of facing the iron in or whatever, then do it, Carly, yeah. because you you want to make the best of The occasion. And for that to happen, you've got to feel good. You've got to feel good about yourself and you've got to feel like you've, you've got some space to do something that you want to do sometimes. So look after yourself, Carly, because you're the one that's trying to look after everybody else.
0: So you kind of come first in all of that. Yeah. Or maybe she could ask Santa for caterers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is a good idea, Kelly. Let's all do that. a takeaway.
0: Maybe, maybe something like that would be good dear Santa uh, okay thank you very much Amina and Kay again for all your advice today Kay is there anything you'd like to share with us before we wrap up for the episode and the series
1: no nothing different to what I've said just enjoy winter look for something to love within it. you know it's a moment like everything else so yeah just last series everyone have a fantastic winter and Christmas
0: yeah and what about you Amina have you got some closing comments for us today I'll keep it brief, Kelly, because enjoy the moment. Don't Mm -hmm. sweat the small
2: stuff. Don't let things bother you. For every annoying relative or friend, remember you still have them there. And that's really, Mm -hmm. really important, especially given the past two years. Um, And look after yourself because self care, whether it's um, physical or mental, is top priority and for all of us really
0: so when you do that you're in a much better position to enjoy life and look after those around you too absolutely thank you for that Uh, there we go our first series is done and dusted but never fear we will be back very early in the new year to kickstart your 2022 (laughs) my god we're saying that word I can't believe it Thanks for joining me once again today. Kay and Amina, your expertise is so valuable and we've had such positive feedback for the podcast. It's literally helping change people's lives. If you have a suggestion for future episodes or you would like to see us cover a particular area of personal development, please get in touch via social media. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Reset Room. You can follow us on Twitter at Reset underscore Room, on Facebook at The Reset Room and on Instagram at Reset Room Podcast. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell all your friends and family, uh, especially over Christmas dinner, uh, that you're (laughs) enjoying it. Subscribing is important so that you'll get the new series when it starts next year. The Reset Room is a laudable production produced and hosted by me, Kelly Crichton. Our resident experts are Kay Woodburn of grittypeople.co.uk and Amina Walker, who you'll find on aminawalker.com. We'll see you all very soon. Bye bye. Thanks, Kelly. Bye, Bye Kay. bye. Bye. Bye bye.